You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. So today we're talking about books we literally would sell or sold to be able to read again for the first time. We've like, I've tried to reread these books, but it's not the same because I just find myself like flipping through to the mm-hmm. parts that I'm like, oh, but then this happens. And exactly. This happens. It's, it's just a beautiful journey to be able to like have the tension to not know if things are true. I'm assuming that's what it's like for other people. Me, I am a spoiler queen. I love a good spoiler. Yeah, Celine, you are. <laughs> In like the best ways. But so for this episode, we're going to try to keep the books spoiler free relatively. Because we want like to if there's a that. major plot twist, we won't disclose what it is. Yes. You know, the ending will keep we'll keep it under wraps. We'll, be we'll keep it under wraps. Yeah. This is a really good like introductory episode. If you're like trying mm-hmm. to find like a really good book to read that you just like feel you're like, mm, yes, this is good. I would say these ones are good. This is a similar episode to like the guilty pleasure reads, but these ones, we Mm -hmm. just enjoyed the journey of writing rather than like squealing in our bed at midnight. So yes, exactly. Great description. And a couple of these are repeats from books that we've talked about before, but I feel like they're just like these books just deserve to be explained again. again. We have some new ones. We have some new books too. So Mm -hmm. do you want to start? Oh, wait. Yeah. No, we have a cold open. We do, which we haven't had in a very long time. Yeah, so we wanted. Yeah, to you guys are welcome. Yeah, <laughs> we usually end up like throwing in a couple things about our personal life. So, like, if you really want to know about like our worst breakups, the most awkward things we did in high mm-hmm. school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you have a lot of catching up to do because we have bared our souls on the internet for thousands of people. Yeah, we have to, to like witness like embarrassing stories. Yeah, and um. This time, we're actually going to be talking about female friendships. We're going to get a little deep. We're going to get a little funny. And I'm going to share some tragic, weird stuff from my past. It's great. Girl, same. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, we're just grateful (laughs) that we have each other. Sometimes I'll send Anna Mm -hmm. like a text message at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'll just be like, I'm just really grateful for you because of the horrific people in my life in the past. Like, (laughs) I know. I'll like get messages like that. And I was like... I was like, we're good, Celine. I love you. I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Basically, the experiences that I've had just made me, make me, like, always be like, Anna, you have an out if you need it. Like, you know, like, I don't. <laughs> and I was like, I would never leave you. <laughs> I literally had to tell Celine. I was like, stop telling me that I have an out. Like, stop it. We're, we're, fr- we're best friends. Like, stop. Stop telling me I have an out. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. I don't want the out. Shut, shut the door. Lock it. <laughs> yeah. Lock it. I'm in here with you now. <laughs> we never will leave. It's great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We just accepted the friendship. It was great. No, when I was starting this podcast with Anna, I was like, we had been talking about it like two years beforehand. So mm-hmm. It was so long ago. And um, we were just, I was just like, I'd love to do this. I don't think I have the time right now, but like, would you be interested in the future of this? And then I kind of like, we didn't have the time. We both birthed mm-hmm. children singularly, one for her, one for me. <sighs> and that was a wild ride. Um, thanks for that. Uh, with our prospective husbands, Detailing like I'm married to someone else, she's married to someone else. Thanks we for not, the clarification. We did not birth children together. We're not that kind of best friends. Sister wives? No, no, girl. <laughs> One does not simply. Um, okay, so basically, then we I called her and I was just like, okay, 
I like really, I had just moved away. She had moved away. And I was like, I would love to like pick up this friendship and like turn up Mm -hmm. the heat times a million. Would you like to be my podcast friend? And I just was like, it's only like once a week we'll meet and like, I'll do all the marketing, no big deal. And she was like, sure. And then I was like, okay, so you might need a couple of other times. (laughs) And I might call you every single day for like two hours a day. Are you still okay with this? And she is. And I was like, yes, please. Because I like you, like we both were at times and like the pandemic had hit and we were just stuck at home with our children 24 seven. And like, I was drowning. So yes, we like pulled each other up. We saved each other. We did. did. The pandemic, (laughs) the, what is it? The panorama, the pandemic Lovato. Like it was, it was a rough (laughs) time. And I feel like it was. I moved to Tennessee and I was just like, I feel so alone. And I, I really craved that. I was meeting all these wonderfully nice people, but I just craved like the companionship that I had back in Idaho with like friends that we had built. Like we had built a friendship over the past yeah. years where we could actually talk about deep stuff. And I just remember being like, I don't want to go back to that. Are you okay with me do that? And I just realized yeah. like people don't have that opportunity to have those friendships sometimes. I've I've been in places in my life where I've gone like at least two or three years where I haven't had like a female best friend. Yeah. And well, nuts. and friend dating is hard. Yes. Like I totally call it friend dating because that's what it is. Like it is. Uh, I'm like in a couple. I'm in like stages of like new friendships with a couple people, and like yes. I love them, and I just want to instantly be like best friends with them. Yes. But I'm like I text them sometimes, and I'm like I have to think about what I text them. I'm like, is this gonna come across weird? Is yes. is this right when I say this? Oh, yeah. Do we want to hang out this? I'm like, ugh. Why is it so hard? And it's, like, very specific about the amount of time you want to spend with them or, like, Mm -hmm. would you do an overnight trip? And you have to, like, anticipate personalities. And for me, I, like, love so openly and, like, hardcore that, like, Mm -hmm. I have to be aware that, like, not everyone does that at first. And so I have to, like hold back a lot of who I am when I'm like starting yeah. a friendship and just show them like this like happy peppy side before I'm like I'm also a giant nerd and I love marketing and like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, before I like explode into that I like have to be like look I'm funny you know what I mean like yeah it's really scary I think when you like I think I don't know why did you feel like in high school and elementary school even then it was really hard to navigate like female friendships I always was just friends with guys because I felt like they were just so chill girl same I mean like <laughs> Not that I can't do that now because I fully support being able to have, like, guy friends and being, like, in a relationship. Like, I fully Mm -hmm. support that. And I do have a lot of really great guy friends. But, yeah, in high school, it was, like, all the dudes I was friends with. One, because it was so much less drama and I hated the drama. Yes. And two, because they were just, like, not that they communicated great, but they would just be like, hey, let's hang out this weekend. And I'm like, okay, fine. Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I Like, my mom pissed me off this morning, but that's it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it's. It's easy. Such an easier navigation yes. in their minds. <laughs> yes. And I was like very confident that none of them would ever fall in love with me. So it was really easy. I was like, hey, I'm awkward. You'll never be into this. So let's just make keep this platonic. And they were like, oh, please. Thank you. And I was like, great. Awesome. No one's in love with each other. Let's just be friends. But um, I loved that in college. In fact, mm-hmm. when Tanner started dating me, he was like, you have 20 dude friends. What? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, are you in love with any of them? I was like, no. No. Are any of them in love with you? No. Okay. 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 Like Tanner was like, yeah. I was definitely the girl who like every single time I would get to get like I had. I'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, but my childhood best. I have two childhood best friends. One, her name is Carly. She moved far away from me when I was younger. We're still BFFs to this day. Hey, and another, his name is will william i call him willie though which feels weird now that we're adults but whatever it's fine but we were the very name will love that william gullion what's up (laughs) (laughs) 
What's up, Willie? I know you're listening to this. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, but, like, we were best friends until, like, every time we'd hang out, like, like I was, like, the bear hugs, the, like, I was mm-hmm. just, like, a, I was a dude. Like, I was a dude among the guys. Yes. And then once I, like, met Jalen and, like, brought him home for the first time, I, like, saw my best friend and he, like, picked me up and swung me around. And I was like, I love you. Probably don't do that anymore. <laughs> I know. It was weird. In fact, it was at my wedding reception. I was, like, hanging out with my all my dude friends. My mom goes, she's like, sweetie, you you are married now. And, like, Tanner's cool, but I just feel like you got to, like, not be, like, punching your dude friends on the shoulder. Like, you probably need to, like, hold your husband's hand. And I was like, right, okay, I'm going to switch that knot. Girl, so same, now it's, same. like, the opposite. And, like, I when, – now that I, especially now that I've moved, um, I, like, literally don't know – well, to be fair, I'm a wedding photographer, so, like, the mm-hmm. only conversations I have with dudes is, like, the person that's marrying – the love of their life and like their marriage is dependent on me like feeding my family so like I'm really rooting for them to get married yeah I think we're good there (laughs) like except for the other like like two days ago I had I was like adjusting a mic for like a groom and he just like it was so funny because I was, he was mic'd up from the DJ. So he had two mm-hmm. mics on him, the one that I had given him. And they one was in his back pocket and one was like there. And he just like lifted up his suit thing because he was like holding stuff. He's like, here, you can just adjust it. So I'm like, if anybody saw You're me, like- I am just like twisting stuff on the groom's butt for like, and I couldn't get it. Like to the point where I was like, I am literally spending a lot of time on your butt. Like I like had to like remove the mic because I was like, this is so weird. Like I can't like, I was like. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> sorry dude I'm so even sorry. like when I'm we sorry, very Kyle. first got married I don't even know how we got to this part of the conversation because we're supposed to be talking about female friendships and we're like how to be friends with guys after marriage <laughs> I know but my husband kept being like stop calling me dude I'm not your bruh like I had to stop to calling stop right cute. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm not cute I'm 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 handsome rugged strong like come on other words <laughs> I love that. Anyways, yeah. female friendships. <clears throat> but Can you tell it's hard for us? <laughs> I think it's hard. And I think one of the things that I've really loved about you and other like, okay, like Taylor, Kristen, Sarah, Lucy, I don't know who mm-hmm. else is listening to this. But like one thing that I've been really, of course, I'm like thinking like, oh crap, is there someone I'm leaving out? Um, Olivia, I don't think you listen to this. But anyways, is that <laughs> I feel like. You're just going to throw names out there randomly. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like with, I've been really blessed lately. I was just talking to you about this yesterday where um, like my friend Kristen came, she was an intern for me and we grew mm-hmm. like, Anna knows her too. But what I love is like her and Taylor and stuff is that like, I love it when my friends become friends with each other. And like, because I, when I was in high school and other, you know, other like female friendships, it was like, if I like brought my friend groups together, sometimes like a couple girls would be like, oh, blah, blah. And I was just like, don't be jealous. Like we can all like, I love you all so much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like you go hang out with your BFF, go to, go do that. Yes. And then when, when we come back, yeah. tell me exactly what you did. Cause I love that. Not because I'm jealous, but because I'm like, yes, what did you do? You know? And I just think like female girls need each other. I think we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast. Anna and I talk for like so much time all the time every day, but like we do. she calls me and she says she misses me and it means so much to me, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But um, as much as I love like my husband, there's just like, there are voids that like women feel better. Like, yeah, um, and men I feel better, you know, I, I'm a st- firm, firm believer. My brother was married for a time for like mm-hmm. a couple of years and they got divorced. And a big part of that was because they got married and she was like, okay, well now you have to spend all of your time with me. And I totally believe that like 
you can get sick of a person. I don't care how much you love them, but like yeah. if you're stuck with a person 24-7 and you don't see anyone else, you're going to get sick of them. You need time away to miss them and to appreciate them. Yes. And I feel like that because what happens is like, for example, you and I have like a really good conversation or I have a good conversation with mm-hmm. someone else and that conversation fills me up. It fills my cup up. I feel listened to. I feel heard. And then I come mm-hmm. home and I'm not, I'm not <coughs> asking my husband to fill that cup for me. Yeah. And he's not asking me to fill that cup. And then we come home and we have both have full cups and then we can give to each other. I'm going to burp. Oh my God. <laughs> Gosh. I'm so sorry if you're listening to it. I'm gonna leave it in. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just the face you made. She looked so panicked. She's like, I'm gonna burp. And you're like, eyes and mouth. Oh my gosh. Back to female friendships is just like I just feel like it's just a really great thing. And if you are someone who struggles with like female companionship, and I know that like I struggled last year with really finding like those girls that I could connect with, like just know like you have a home here are always yes. available on IG. You always listen to us. Yeah, we have a Facebook group that's really awesome. And like, I really mm-hmm. feel like it's really hard to put yourself out there. Oh, I was going to say, there's always the awkwardness of like the DTR of like taking it to the next level. Oh Tell my me gosh, yes. What? Even with us, I was like, okay, so do you want to be friends that call each other every day? It's like the one person has to like just casually share a little bit too much information about themselves. Oh my god! And then gosh. you have to wait for the response of like, so uh, yeah, this is about me. And you're like, was this too much? Did I share? Because I'm definitely a person yes. where like I'm a chameleon. Yeah. Most of the time. So like if I'm meeting new people, I like observe them and I'm like, okay, well, let me just mimic what they're doing so I can make them feel comfortable. Yes. And so then like defining the relationship for me is being like, well, maybe like, let me just test out being myself for once. Like, let's see if people like that. <laughs> and then you shine, Anna. And then you shine. And it's so <laughs> fun. I love seeing you shine. I'm sitting there like, mm, you go girl. Mm, yes. Turn me on. Turn you on. <laughs> Always. One of my like favorite, my, one of the funniest things is like, I, gosh, this is such, I'm so sorry if my babysitter is listening to this right now. She's like 14 and wonderful. I love you, Brie. And Rachel, I love you too. She's my other babysitter. But if they listen to this, just like, please fast forward for like the next 30 seconds. Oh, they're not going to. Oh, I know. Okay. So like my way of making female (laughs) friendships is that like, I make jokes about sex. Like every, I mean, we did like the first deep conversation we had. Didn't I say like, (laughs) yeah. And it's not like a, like a sexual thing. It's like a, like a self-deprecating joke about like something. And then everyone's like, that's on the table. And then they just like instantly, like (laughs) all are like laughing so hard. I feel like my favorite girls nights are like when we're like laughing till we're crying Mm -hmm. about like how ridiculous like this and this is and stuff. I think that's why the bachelor nights, I don't think the bachelor is good. Like I love to talk about The Bachelor and I watch mm-hmm. Bachelor and The Bachelorette. But the reason why I think it's so popular is because it's allowed women, a community to like talk about things. And like, I yeah. used to watch it just because then I could like have a topic to discuss with someone that I don't, it's like the girl's version of the weather or sports. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, did yeah. you see that Matt like kisses with his eyes open? Like, oh my gosh. And then everyone's like, I know, right? But I like, yeah. girls did like Bachelorette or, you know, Bachelor nights and stuff like that. And that was like such a good way to like connect. And so I it wish- was. I would love to do stuff like that again. So I don't know. I just feel like women, it takes a village to raise children, but also like we've multi- we've changed into a society where we're so online. Like that's where we communicate. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately where people are communicating, they're putting like their 
perfect self forward and it's just yeah. isolating I just wish we had more like town like community stuff yeah so we're making I our own agree. yeah yeah we are mm, suck it what's the meme where it's like I'll move away and make my own like female community of like supportiveness yeah mm, we're on your island we're supporting you go off queen <laughs> mm. I love that all, all right. right shall we get into our books yeah, let's go into it okay so books we'd sell our soul to read again for the first time yeah. so yeah let's do this do you want to go first yeah I'm very passionate about my first one okay mm. this is the book just by the way for like like comeback listeners I have a thing where like I just really love I love it so much when my main character just gets torn down she hits or they hit rock bottom they're at the absolute worst they've ever been in their life they're like life is going horribly I don't know why I love it but I love it I love the suffer but then I love the character development after that like how they grow into who they're supposed to be love that too about journey for them yes it's the whole journey yeah yeah so the first book I have is called Starcrossed by Josephine Angelini and I Pick this book up, I think, after I had really gotten into, like, my Percy Jackson phase. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, really, really into Greek mythology. Oh. Um, yeah, so let me read the back page cover for you. Helen Hamilton has spent her entire 16 years. Whew, had to catch your breath. Sorry. I was out of breath. I was too passionate. All right. Trying to hide how different she is. No easy task on an island as small and as sheltered as Nantucket. And it's getting harder. Nightmares of a desperate desert journey have Helen waking parched, only to find her sheets damaged and dirt by dirt and dust. At school, she's haunted by hallucinations of three women weeping tears of blood. And when Helen's first Helen first crosses paths with Lucas Delos, she has no way of knowing they're destined to play the leading roles in a tragedy that fates insist on repeating throughout history. As Helen unlocks the secrets of her ancestry, she realizes that some myths are more than just legend, but even demigod powers might not be enough to defy the forces that are both drawing her and Lucas together and trying to tear them apart. Oh my gosh, I want to read this. It was, I loved it. I loved it so much. This book was so good. So like, just even more of a deep dive of why I loved it is that, um, like, the book starts and you don't like love Helen at first because she's so obviously like... I'm the main character and I've been different my whole life. So it starts off and she knows that she's been different and she like has these, like this, like superhuman strength that she doesn't, doesn't know where it ever came from, but she hides it obviously from people at school. And so she's like, I'm the weird girl. I'm different. Like it's that whole trope. So like at first she's like that. And then she kind of like starts to accept herself. And then a family moves into town. Um, the Delos's, yeah and the guy's name is lucas and she literally looks him in the eye for the first time and her body is like oh i have to kill this dude i have to kill him and i have to kill him like right now so she sees him and she's like why do i feel like i need to kill this guy that's amazing and so like it starts off of her trying to be like i'm not gonna kill this guy i'm not gonna kill him it's fine yeah and like the first time they meet she's like jump i don't know she's flying it's a bunch of like greek powers they're all like descendants from greek gods that's like the trope a little bit there's a bigger trope but like it's a twist that i don't want to spoil because it was so fun to read about her background so did does is she the only one that has like is it in her family that has that or does the whole world have things like that she i can't i wish i could remember i don't think she ever met her mom she knows she's with her she lives with her dad does her dad have powers no so does he know so i think he does now Okay. He knew he knows about her mom. So I think like a part of him is like 
this is just who you are. And okay. I think he knows about her. Um, I want to say genealogy, but that's not really the word I'm looking for. History? Mythology? Yeah. Like, she, he knows about her, like, who's in her family and, like, the lineage she comes from. and When Zeus, uh, how far away she is linked to Zeus. <laughs> Honestly, probably. But it's, like, a twist like that. But so the first time she meets Lucas, she is, like, um, in the air. And they smack into each other. And she, like, they, like, fall and create this like crater on the ground and she's just like on top of him and like their bones are like broken and like they can't move and she's so terrified because she's like ever since they came here she's had that instinct and she's had more like power showing up and so he's like do you want me to call for help and she's like she starts crying she's freaking out she's like no I, I don't know what to do like I'm just too scared and he like lets he's like okay well let's just lay here right now and we'll catch her breath and for like hours they're like that and then finally like she's like okay like like call for help please and so he calls his family and they like help them get up and as she's getting up from him she sees that like her body left an indent in his body and like he was seriously hurt and so like that like starts the like um forbidden love that they have because the book's called star-crossed so there's something about them that makes them star-crossed that they can never be together and i just remember reading like you know when you read a scene um and it just, like, makes you want to, like, it just, like, gives you shivers. I have to pull it up because it was, like, so perfect. Okay. Where is it? Oh, no. It's a scene where he's, she, he's like, um, he can't touch her. He can't hold her. He can't kiss her. And he desperately wants to. And it's like, if I kiss you, I won't stop, he said in a desperate whisper. And I was like, ah! It's like, it gives you like the, like that feeling. And so like, he's, it's like forbidden. And then like, obviously their love interest. So like, it finally like happens and it's just beautiful and magical. But then like, the story is also Helen coming into like the role that she's meant to play and like her rebelling against it. And so she wakes up like every night she, she goes to bed. She dreams that she's in like some form of like hell of like, she's in like Haiti, like Tartarus what's the other it's like something like that and so she has to kill herself in the dream so that she can wake up and get out of it and so like it's just like she basically torture for her oh my gosh it's wild the writing was really good I loved the character yeah. development loved Lucas loved Helen there's a lot of other good characters too I love that that's amazing okay well I'm mm -hmm. definitely gonna be reading it that's amazing yeah. okay it's so good I'm like I might reread it I think you should I'll read it with you I'll text you everything Okay, so let's really quickly discuss, this one is called These Broken Stars. Have I mm -hmm. talked about this before? I don't think you have. That's so funny. Yours is called Star Crossed and mine is called These Broken, Broken Stars, Stars in the Star awesome. Starbound series. So this is actually like a sci-fi book that I haven't talked about yet, but I really love it. It's by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. And Amy Kaufman, mm -hmm. I think, wrote the Obsidio series too. I'm pretty sure as well. Um, I'm literally obsessed with her. I actually am like, really trying to get her on the podcast because I would literally weep tears um if she came <laughs> so Amy hey girl hey hey what's up um so it says this, this is how it starts out it's a night like any other of oh sorry it's a night like any other on board the Icarus then catastrophe strikes the massive luxury space liner is yanked out of hyperspace and plummets to the nearest planet Lilac LaRue and Tarver Meridson survive and they seem to be alone Lilac is the daughter of the richest man in the universe. Tarver comes from nothing, a young war hero who learned long ago that girls like Lilac are more trouble than they're worth. 
But with only each other to rely on, Lilac and Tarver must work together, making a torturous journey across the eerie, deserted terrain to seek help. Then, against all odds, Lilac and Tarver find a strange blessing in the tragedy that has thrown them into each other's arms. Without the hope of a future together in their own world, they begin to wonder, would they be better staying off here forever? Everything changes when they uncover the truth behind the chilling whispers that haunt their every step. Lilac and Tarver may find a way off this planet, but they won't be the same people that landed on it. It's so good. Whoa, that sounds good. Yeah, so basically it opens at like a Gatsby-ish type. Um, so obviously it's set up in like the future and there's mm-hmm. no one I think on the earth at this point. And it, there's just like, there, but like they've expanded basically across the universe. So like, you know, it's like Wally, but like times like, you know go forward like half yeah, a million uh-huh. it's forever and so they've expanded I guess like it's like kind of like Ender's Game how they've like expanded out mm-hmm. yes okay yeah so anyways basically um they're having like a to celebrate this giant like winning of a war battle or whatever um or like the winning of the war Tarver is like being celebrated as this person the Nilac is like she is um that Caroline Bingley like the she is like she is that like I know the effect that I have on people and I will use it against them if needed and then I love that Tarver is like he's had to like really I guess like we've talked about day you know that day from the book rebel yep he's like that so he's like he's like he really cares Skill about set, his- he can rely on himself. Yeah. Can, and so like, cares about people. Yeah. And Lilac is actually like really smart. So like she lets people believe that she is just a ditz, but she also like she, depending on like who this per who she's around, she like will basically change her personality a mm. little bit. And it's really to be protected because she's like one of the most famous people in the universe because her dad's super rich. And in order to like deal and navigate with those situations, she's had to like be a lot of different things, different people. So like, she really isn't herself with anyone. And so like, if she's around like those people at a party, she's going to be like, Oh, like whatever. And like, you know what I mean? And so like, and she totally putting a show on, she knows how to get attention from Mm -hmm. boys if she wants to and stuff like that. So she's just, but she is like current. I can't remember if she's engaged to someone else, but I really don't think she is. Okay. I don't think so. I love characters like her who like embrace their femininity and like use it against people. She's very confident in who she is and mm-hmm. it's really nice. And then Tarver is really confident in who he is too. But he's seen some things when he was like stationed and like the things that he had to go through um, were really, really rough. In fact, the second book takes place in the same world, like planet that mm-hmm. he's fighting on. It, it takes place in another per, another couple's like, perspective and it's like them. And then the third book, they have a third couple that goes through things. And then at the end, they all like unite to fight the thing oh my gosh i love that i just need a scene in there of like them traveling across this barren like landscape and he's like listen princess like this isn't gonna be easy like keep up if you can so just, it's like, like something like that. You know that trope where they train together you know that like yes enemies like that they, like are forced to train together it's like that mm-hmm. like lilac has to learn survival skills quick because t- and she has to like rely on tarver remember she's been relying on herself mm-hmm. so basically what happens is something crazy happens and i can't remember I don't think everybody dies because I know that her, like, I think her dad is like fine. Maybe she okay. was on the ship or something. I don't remember. But anyways, the ship something. is like going down and she is trying to like, I think the ship completely combusted. So yeah, her dad was not on the, on the, the thing. Cause like, and um, mm-hmm. basically they like get onto one of the only evacuant pods. It's kind of symbolic to the Titanic. Does that make sense? The Titanic. Yeah. Was- 
huge ship. There was a roaring party. Something really crazy happened. They get on an escape pod and they are like the only people to survive. And like the way that it describes it, it's like so crazy and stuff like that. And they are being shot to this planet. Is it like open with you like already put in that scene of like the the ship's going down? Yeah. Within like the first like 25 pages. You're just like – I'm so ready. I'm yeah, ready you're, like, in the story. And, like, mm-hmm. they had, like, an initial, like, reaction. I think they, like, saw each other and were, like, this will never happen because I'm, like, super rich and you're a soldier. But, like, we both dig each other physically. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that was it. They never, like, said anything, but they both were, like, hey, girl. Hey, boy. And that's it. So then they're <laughs> at the party. And then, like, I think he escapes. Maybe they had, like, a thing. They, they just have tension. I can't remember what it is. But they do. Yeah. Never, it's, like, we will never. Okay. So then, um they like crash land on this planet and like they have a few moments where like luckily there were some supplies that they have because that's like mm-hmm. common in space in travel but like they literally have nothing and so they have to figure out like what food they can eat and what like things are there but like basically she has to start surviving so this is where the dynamic changes and she starts to have to rely on him while this is all happening she's hearing these voices like she's legitimately hearing voices and as they get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper she's starting to have a she's starting to like she'll walk into this field and see like a house like there, and he can't see it nope you're fine Okay, so basically she gets to the point where she even, like, starts to see a house, like, in the middle of nowhere, and there's, like, fields of flowers, and she's starting to, like, piece together, and she's, like, these stories and people are starting to, like, come alive to her, and she's, like, this isn't, this doesn't feel right, like, I don't understand, she thinks she's crazy, she thinks she's losing her mind, and she doesn't really understand and that's where things get. Is she telling all of this to Taver? To Tarver? Wasn't at first, but now she's starting to realize that the things that she's being seen sometimes happen, but she doesn't understand like why it's happening oh. or like what's going on. And so um, she's just getting very confused and she's getting really scared. So then she starts to talk to him about it. There are so like, I'm not at the mm-hmm. point where I'm like in a spoiler zone. So I'm going to end it there. But like okay, what I just really love about the story is the way that they like trust each other and grow to like really build a relationship and it does not feel like a Wattpad where it's like, they like hate each other and something they're making out. It's like, it's a big, they don't really do anything into, like, they don't even like get to like a romantic place for a long time. I like that though. I like the slow build because I hate it when it's like, I saw, I like locked eyes with him and then I noticed his like big broad shoulders and I'm like, ah, already like, yeah. And there's like a lot of trust, like at the end, like their like sacrifices have to be made like they both have to use the the intelligence because he's a lot of like military intelligent experience and remember she's Mm -hmm. really smart and like her dad owns a lot of like um because he's so rich because he like came up with all of these like he's basically like the steve job or like bill gates but okay or like the future i don't even remember what it was i read this book like three years ago but i like loved this book and i loved the whole series i read the whole series in a week i just loved it so Mm -hmm. i like without getting any more details about that it's so good it's oh my gosh i'm literally gonna like pick it up today okay go next okay so my last book is cinder which we've talked about before but i just I have to talk about it again because I just love the world. Yeah. And I love, and I think what I talked about when we talked about it last time, I really focused on like Thorn and Cress because I would die for them. I still would. But um, if you have, by some options, you haven't read this book, I'll read the little like back page excerpt for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and humans and androids crowd this, the rakish streets. How do you say that word? I think it's ruckus. Ruckus? ruckus? Like you're I always felt like I was doing it wrong. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. Maybe. No, I think that's right. Yeah, keep going. Okay. 
Humans and androids crowd the wreckage street of New Beijing. A deadly plague ravages the population. From space, a ruthless lunar people watch, waiting to make their move. No one knows the Earth's fate hinges that Earth's fate hinges on one girl. Cinder, a gifted mechanic, is a cyborg. She's a second-class citizen with a mysterious past, reviled by her stepmother and blamed for her stepsister's illness. But when her life becomes intertwined with the handsome Prince Kai's, she suddenly finds herself at the center of an intergalactic struggle and a forbidden attraction. Caught between duty and freedom, loyalty and betrayal, she must uncover secrets about her past in order to protect her world's future. Um, And I just remember loving this because it was my first reading of like a fairy tale retelling and obviously um marissa meyer who wrote the lunar chronicles did a freaking amazing job and so like just opening it up and just like reading cinder like it opens and she's like replacing her foot with like a spare foot because her foot is like too small yes for now because it was like the cyborg thing yeah and then she like sees the like i think she sees the prince or someone and she's like oh crap so she like hides her foot but she's like standing up just like on one foot (laughs) But, like, she's just this, like, smart person, and, like, it's just the Cinderella retelling, obviously. But, like, mm-hmm. it's different in the way that she's, like, well, I'm going to make a life for myself. I'm going to get away from these people. So she finds this old, like, VW Beetle that, like, and she's, like, it runs on something called gasoline. Like, it's so funny how set in the future so this beautiful. is. It's yeah. definitely a dystopian world. Oh, but, know. yeah. And then, like, there's a twist where, like, early on her sister gets really sick, and something happens, and it's, like, it's, like, the turning point for her where she is, like, she realizes that there is like she's different but she realizes that there is something like special about her and she has a chance to like save millions of people yeah and like she takes that step forward and then just like her journey and then just like all the other books i loved so much because they were all focused on different like uh fairy tales so you have like red riding hood and the big bad wolf you have snow white you have um rapunzel which is Cress, Mm -hmm. which i would die for them yes anyways but I, I love that they become, like, best friends, too. Like, all of these people yeah. support each other, and I just freaking love They, they like, become a group yes. together. Yes. It's great. Oh, it's so cute. Like, I love the fan art for that series. Like, it's just, like, mm-hmm. everybody's just, like, having a good time and stuff like that. I love that. Mm, yes. I also feel like, mm-hmm. Marissa Meyer, we love you, and we would die for you. We love you so much. We love you we would so die much. For you. We've read every single one of your books. Come on, our podcast. Thanks. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I love that so much. I was going to say, so I would say I've read A Court of Mist and Fury now. It's the second book. And I would read that again and again and again. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the other ones. Like, I love them for, like, the journey that they took me on. But, like, I would love to read A Court of Mist and Fury again, which I just read it for the first time. It was really good. It was... <laughs> so much better than a quarter of thorns and roses yeah just like i really loved the story and like how i think maybe there wasn't as like i just felt like i really got to see a really authentic love story play out Mm -hmm. and i really loved the way i really loved just the friendships that they had in there that was really cool because for me i just can't you can't just like place a main character i had that problem with like um I love Twilight, but like Bella from Twilight, she like had her friend group, but she was like, "Ugh, friends, I only love Edward. Ugh, they want to be close with me. No, thanks. Granted, to be fair, Jessica was the worst. I've read Midnight Sun now and I'm like, oh, Jessica, you're the worst. You're so mean. <gasps> yeah. We like never even dived into like her deeper innermost thoughts. Yeah. She's kind of the worst. But so be fair, Bella was like really smart and was like, y'all mm-hmm. are dumb. Angela, you're cool AF. Let's do this. Let's be friends forever. But <laughs> I really love it when like Farah has these really good friendships and that's what I really loved about it so I can't mm-hmm. read the back of this book because it gives the spoiler to 
like to the end of the first book you know how it is like that's why I'm like oh yeah but I will say like um Sarah J Moss's books they definitely should get like an adult rating and me and Anna yeah these are not young adult I don't know what she's doing in the young adult genre (laughs) but like get out in the best way possible we love you we love you we just we just have to like put that disclaimer there yeah um we really loved the series um we just flipped through like some of the stuff because we don't usually like read for smut don't come for us. We just, we love the romance. We, we love, love a good wholesome love story. Yeah. Love it. And it's not that we, like, we love a good burn. We just don't need, like, you know, we just don't We don't, don't want to know if his size was of significant length. We just, we don't. We don't, <laughs> we don't okay. need to know that. It's not We're important. grateful. We're grateful for the information. We just, <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't one of our requirements. That's all. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's like my book. I was going to say, do you want to just like throw off for those that these are books that we've reviewed in the past in mm-hmm. podcast episodes. We'll just like give them to you now. So that if you're, this is like one of the first episodes you've listened yeah. to, these are like our favorite books that we just would die for. So yeah, I want to do like a quick, a quick summary. Yeah. So Harry Potter. Oh, okay. You want me to start? Yeah. Obviously, I have to talk about Harry Potter. I'm obsessed. I could give you a rundown of the entire series and I wouldn't have to look at a single note about it. We literally- In fact, I'm looking at like a Harry Potter t-shirt. My wand is like right here. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> but I like pulled it into the shot. But I I just think, I and I do a yearly reread, but just like, if even if you're like, I'm not going to read Harry Potter because everybody else has read Harry Potter. It's just a literary masterpiece. Like the way she writes is so timeless. Like a lot of the books we talk about is like, that's obviously was written in like the late 2000s. Oh, that was the trope of like the fallen angels. No, the way that JK Rowling writes is like timeless and her character growth. And like, it just, ugh, it just hits you so deep. Yeah. And I love that. It's so I good. That onto my kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Like and- I know that my kid will read it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like it's just super cool. The only thing I wish was that we could have more of it. Like, I want to read I, more stuff. Literally, yeah. Like, and she's cool. already given us so much. Like, there's Pottermore, which is I great. Know. Yes. So, yeah, if you guys ever want to have, like, a discussion with Anna about Harry Potter, she's willing. She is willing. Oh, I'm always willing. The thing is, I hold myself back because I'm like, don't let them know that I'm a psycho and know everything about Harry Potter. Honestly, I would, like, love to just sit down with you for, like, an IG live or whatever and just, like, talk Harry Potter. Like, or we can record it for, like, a bonus episode or something. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, sometimes my sister will call me and she's like, hey, like, what's that one scene in Goblet of Fire when, like, um, like, they're walking down to the pitch and, like, who does Dobby over here when he learns that, like, he needs to give Harry this so that he can survive? I'm like, oh, he overheard uh, Professor Moody talking with Professor McGonagall about what to use. And Dobby was there listening to them, like, in the – because he was cleaning the staff lounge. That's what happened. Yes. <laughs> See, and for me, I, like, feel like I've only read everything once. And so I just have, like, a light dusting of a knowledge of Harry Potter. But I, like, love it fiercely. And so I love, like, when mm-hmm. you just, like – what you just described I was like wow didn't know that that's perfect I'm so glad like <laughs> yeah. that's why we're friends we've like, we're like little puzzle pieces Whoop. yep um yes all right so the next book that I would just say we did an entire episode dedicated to this so we're not gonna like go into depth of it yeah is fable go listen to the episode it's so good oh my gosh so I mean good. They, we're good the podcast but I mean the book is really good um and it's about like the daughter of a pirate the most powerful traitor in the narrows you'll have to read it it's so good and listen to our podcast it's so good 
her book just came out. Like we're recording that today, the day that it comes out. And we're literally about yeah. to go to Barnes Noble and buy this book as soon as we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadow and Bone, y'all, if you have not read this series, um, Six of Crows is really good too, but I love the Shadow and Bone series. It's by Lee Bardugo. She's our girl. I know. Even just to read the Shadow and Bone series, just to get into the world because she's got a ton of other books. She's got the Six of Crows, the one with, with Nikolai, and she just released another one. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's yeah, it's the Nick, it's the second one in Nicholas. The second one in the Nick, yeah. Mm-hmm. I That's love The Giver by Lewis Lowry. That book is so good. And then if you are just looking for like a comfort read that's just so beautiful and amazing, and you have like, and you have like, I don't know, you just want to like, I really love Anna Burning by Shan Hill. The series starts with Good uh, Goose Girl. The Goose Girl. Anna Burning is so good. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just so happy. Like, I love that series so much. And I, I will read it. It is. There's, like, this is not spoiler, but I remember, like, this scene has stuck with me that, like, these characters go through really hard trials and, like, Anna finally can find, like, love with someone. Yes. And, like, there's a scene where, like, um, uh, why can't I think of the goose girl? What's her name? Icy. Or e- Icy, yeah, yeah. She, like, walks in on Anna with, like, this love interest she has, and she's, like, and she had a smile on her face, and they were playing, like, and their hair was blowing in the wind. And I was, like, I love that for her so much. She yeah, deserves like, this. Good girl. Mm, yes yes <laughs> but anyways okay i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty sure that cough burp thing i had earlier has like made my <laughs> throat sound like a deep smoker like i can feel this, like weird <laughs> but i haven't had a chance to like clear my throat so i've just been sitting here being oh, like no. oh no it's like candace Hello. and phineas and ferb when he's when like when they're like <laughs> the evil boys like song <laughs> sorry that's so funny yes. But anyways, you guys are great. We are so excited to have, um, we had this really weird experience where like one of our reels like blew up on the internet and we went from like three or 400 followers to like 1500 now at the recording. Yeah. Like 1500. And I was just like, hi, um, hi guys. We're so so, like overwhelmed and grateful. And like, we just, every, everything we hear back about our podcast is just positive reviews and like people being like, I love this book. Like you have to read this one next. And we're like, yes, okay. We'll put it on our list. Someone did send me a hate email being like, if you put a spoiler in here, I'm going to turn you off. And I was like, sweetie, all of our episodes have been spoilers. (laughs) She's like, I love you. I think you're really funny, but like, seriously, stop it. I want to read this book. And I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. That's so funny. So all positive well, feedback except that. So yeah, that's all yeah. I can take. My my self esteem is really fragile. So just like keep vibing us. And fact, <laughs> just know that can... if you do send us a hate email, we will cry. We will. Just let we you know. Will. If you want, we can send you a video of us crying. Like, do you want that? Do you want us to? Do you we... want that to like feel validated in what you yeah. sent? <laughs> mm, yeah, you'll be like, oh, I made them hurt. Yes, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, get on like Instagram and be like, <laughs> we like won't even be talking. We'll just be like. <laughs> You win. You win. <laughs> like all this horrible YouTube. I'm not texting you. I love you. Good night. Okay. No matter how much you can, you're blocked. We're not doing it. Oh my gosh. Anyways, but you guys are awesome. I'm so glad that we are building this community up and come mm-hmm. be part of it. So hop on on Instagram, comment yeah. on our stuff. You can message us for book recommendations or book discussions. We, we usually always reply. Yeah, we always reply because we're addicted to that to you mm-hmm. we're addicted to you yeah, we and then we usually share the books that we're reading so like oftentimes like i'll be like oh i'm reading this book and i'll put you know we'll put spoilers if there's a reaction. yeah we do do live reactions to the books we're reading it's fun yeah. and we've been weirdly posting lots of embarrassing videos of ourselves on reels so yeah we have it's, it's great though but yeah Ooh. so if you guys could leave us a review or rate us or just share us with your friends like we would love that because we want to 
build more of a community here. Yeah, that would mean a lot to us. It would help us out significantly. And like the 4% of men that are on here, mm, you're awesome. Get it. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Get, get it. it. Get, get it. it. Mm, mm, okay. Mm, mm. Anyways. We love you. Okay. <laughs> you're the best. We love you. Next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>